Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I think we know about Kyle. So uh, Kyle hurt his knee. Um, we'll just see how he does here. Uh, doesn't look like his ligaments, but we'll see. Um, yeah, they're going to look at it and determine it. Um, chance he has to have surgery on it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it's at. Yeah, I got a, I got a great relationship with Deshaun. I've been talking to him in the last couple of weeks, man, and, and like all he's been all he's been telling me is like, look, Jack, just tell him like that's where I want to be. He, he like, man, listen, that's why. I, he like, I want to be in Denver. You know, let me know what you're going to do, whatever, whatever. And I signed back. He like, listen, man, tell him that like, I want to be in Denver. So I'm like, Shit. All right, episode three of Show and BK. Arrowhead Pride presents Show and BK on the Chiefs. Uh, we appreciate you listening each and every week. Every Friday, uh, jump on it. It's at around 9 o'clock. Arrowhead Pride will be re- re- releasing it, so... Uh, we appreciate you rolling with us, and um, and BK. There's news already. Uh, Kyle Long. Um, we'll see how long he's going to be out. They're saying maybe he could be ready near the start of the season. But he was one of many they have brought uh, on the offensive line. And I got to admit this. God, man, this damn Brett Beach. I cannot shake his ass. It's like he is he is on me about you. All right, show you want to keep you want to keep talking talking about me. I've been saying for the longest, man, okay, I know they had a problem in the Super Bowl, and they had a problem this year with their offensive line. But, damn, you ain't had to throw every piece of of decisions to it. I mean, they are signing free agents, trading for Zeus Brown, uh, signing Kyle Long. They're drafting multiple guys. They drafted – uh, the kid from Tennessee, they drafted the, kid, the the center from Oklahoma. They bring back LDT. Hell, they re-signed Mike Rimmers. Who the hell needed Mike Rimmers to be re-signed? But, I mean, they just – I just felt like, for me, it was flat overkill. I know they made a mistake, but damn. But, as Brett keeps doing, shutting my punk ass up, it makes sense because they're already dealing with injuries before they even get to training camp, and Kyle Long – a guy I think had a really good chance, if not was going to be a starter, potentially there there's some issue. And 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 as we know, BK, they are well covered at that uh, at that role in, in the offensive line. Are you into fishing, Ron? Are you a guy that likes to go fishing? No, I mean, I've been fishing since uh, Blue Springs High School. Kelly Donahoe took us uh, on our senior fishing trip. And we got in a lot of trouble because we almost had a forest fire. But that's that's neither here or there. Joey Vaughn, that was on you. Troy Pike, that was on you. But anyway, uh, no. I, I, but I but I could dabble. I may be able to pick up this analogy. Go ahead. But when you go fishing, you like you bring the fishing pole. You take yes. the the bait, all this stuff, right? And, and you try to fish that way. I feel like when Brett Veach goes fishing, he brings a bazooka 
with him. Like he's just shooting into the water and waiting for everything to come up to the surface. Like it's a little overkill because this is nothing new. This is the way that he operates. When he has something that plummets the season, he goes out into the offseason. He's like, all right, we're going to get the best free agent available to fix that. We're going to go make a trade to fix that. And is there a coach that needs to be replaced? All right, we'll go ahead and do that too. Like when he sees a problem, he goes all in on solving the problem. And was it overkill? Yes, absolutely. You weren't. So you wrong. do agree. You do agree. They went a little. They went a little haywire on it. Absolutely. They they went overboard on fixing the offensive line because of what they saw the last time that they watched this team, and also it was the right thing to do. Like I think both of those things can be. They, they can go together. Um, it it was overkill. It was more than they probably needed to do because now you've got LDT and Wiley and Niang. Trey oh, Smith. God, they brought back Wiley too. Hell, I forgot. I mean, geez, how many offensive linemen do they have? Allegretti. No, no, shut up. Say him. Say him. I bet you I want to see how many you got. Give me them right now. Come on. So BK, I got them in front of me. So I, I'm not going to oh, pretend. Cheap. You're cheap. Uh, yeah, you see, you cheap. I would have lied. I would I'm not sure him. I, I can name all of them. I, no, I, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I know BK's got them in front, got them right in front of him. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Okay. Austin Blythe. Oh, I forgot about him from <laughs> um, LDT, who they're waiting on. They think he's coming back, right? But according to Ron, he's got a drinking problem. Didn't say that. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what he said, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Orlando Brown. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to get five, to be completely honest. I, I got the Chiefs offensive line. I, I... Are you going to get their second round pick? Creed Humphrey? Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. Humphrey. You going to say Orlando uh, Brown? Joe Tooney. Joe Tooney, yeah, Joe I almost Tooney, forgot about. The, I almost forgot about Big Joe. The eighty million dollar. Which man? which long did they sign? Lucas Niang, Chris Long, Kyle Long, one of them, one of the Longs, one of the Longs, one of those guys. You idiot! It's not. I don't. I can't re- ever remember which one. It is. Chris Long is doing podcasts, uh, and he's not even playing anymore. Uh, he's probably the better you, Long. I thought you'd go say Howie. <laughs> but no, but 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 the, but it it is. Oh, I mean that is. Yeah, Andrew guess, Wiley's man. a third stringer. Andrew Wiley's a third stringer right now. He started for them last year. And like Mike that, Rimmers. Mike Rimmers is still uh, uh, walking around here, the ghost of Mike he's Rimmers. He's starting for him this year, though. Is he really? He's their starting right tackle oh, as of today. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel I like that's going to change. I feel like that's going to change. But, but hold on. Do you think this is this is Andy saying, hey, Brett? Don't you allow this to, to to be the reason we lose again. So I you think, fix this and don't do it. You fix this. Because I think Andy, I think Andy probably said that to him about the defense a couple years ago after what happened in Arrowhead with the New England Patriots at Tom Brady and said, you fix this. And they ripped it all apart and did what they similarly did here, which I didn't have a problem with because that thing needed to be ripped up. But this this felt like okay. Hold on, let's slow down, Doug. Let's slow down, man. Can I give you a tinfoil BK theory? Oh boy, I'm I, I think this goes above Andy or Brett. Ooh. I think this is Clark saying, "I'm sick of watching my quarterback get hit. Okay. I just invested four hundred million dollars in this guy, and he's getting his ass kicked back there." Two years ago, his knee was on the side of his leg. And then last year, he ended up having to have surgery after the season because he had a toe issue. Like, I I don't need to watch this anymore. I invested so much money into him. Let's make sure he's not getting hit the way he did last year in the last few years. I think this goes all the way up to Clark. And BK, 
I wish Clark would walk in Andy's office and tell Andy what he needs to do. Clark, that ain't, I don't feel like that's Clark's lane. Clark I, ain't got them nuts. Clark ain't got them nuts. $400 million? I don't know. Clark ain't got them. Lamar, maybe. Clark ain't got them nuts. I can see Clark's, no, nah, I ain't going to say that. No, nah, hell, hell with it. I can see Clark's wife getting on the horn and say, hey, Andy, look, this is this, this Ms. Hunt, the other one. Hey, you better, you better not, you better not mess up, Pat. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Listen, I've been dead wrong about a lot of things with this organization recently. I just, I, I wished, I just can't see Clark coming in here and maybe telling not. Andy about his, about a football. This ain't Jerry. Fair, and I don't think he's a meddler in general. I actually think he's a pretty good owner and overall. But I, I think this is a situation where. I don't think Andy even needed to hear it. I don't think that Bretton needed to hear it. I think they both watched that game at the end of the season and they're smart football guys and they know, Hey, we got to do something about this. Now, did they want to go this far with it? I don't know. I don't know if that's Andy. I think that's a little bit of Brett Veach. I think this is kind of his MO and we've learned that now, but this Kyle long thing, I think it shows you why they did it. No, you, know? it you, you get into a situation where, you lose a potential starter and he had been starting for them in OTAs, at least at right guard, you lose him for the next couple of months at a minimum. And you don't feel like it's a situation where you're, you're screwed at the beginning of the year. Even if Kyle Long has to miss a few weeks in the regular season, they've got enough depth to be able to cover for that. Now, the one thing that I'm a little nervous about Ron Creed Humphrey is starting right now at center. He they've already installed him in as the starting center. That happened quick. He's a rookie that's going to start for you at center. I thought that I like that. And and no issues with that. I think there's a chance Trey Smith starts at right guard now. And that's a rookie starting at center and right guard. And Ron, I heard your reaction to Mike Grimmer starting at right tackle. Oh hell. I wouldn't be totally stunned if Lucas Niang ends up starting at right tackle as well. And then you've got basically three rookies starting from center to right tackle. That makes me a little nervous. That that That's concerning. Would you throw LDT in there just to make you feel more comfortable? I think in he's good at, insurance. I think and, he's good insurance. And, and left guard so you just don't have three rookies. It's where with, with Trey Smith, the, the tackle out of Tennessee – um, I don't know if you remember Wade Smith, former offensive lineman. He played for the Chiefs. He, uh, I work with Wade and talk with Wade a lot. And Wade loves, loves Trey Smith. Wade's a former pro bowler um, uh, um, in the NFL, played 12 years, played guard, center tackle. Loves Trey Smith, said he's going to be a pro bowler. But I'm with you. I, I don't know if I'm ready to to have that that much newness and that much First time ever playing in the NFL, right there up the gut, right in front of Mahomes. So, yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. It the the one good thing about the long thing, it's it's happening now. So, before even getting to to training camp, these cats will get a lot of reps, and they'll get there and get and get acclimated with the the situation. So that at least is a blessing in disguise. To where if this thing happened right before camp and they weren't running with the, the, the ones as much as whoever will be, um, it, it would be, it would be even worse. So that, that at least is a saving grace for them. Trey Smith might be the most talented offensive lineman yeah. on this roster. Like that does not mean he will be the best the roster. Okay. Yeah. Most talented though. He might be the guy. He was a top 50 recruit in the country coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. I mean, he oh, was, yeah. he was a legit blue chip talent. And when you saw his if you put a cut up together of his best like 50 plays in his time at Tennessee, 
it's better than any other offensive line tape that you would have seen probably in this year's draft. Like he, he his, his best is special. He had an, uh, heart issue, uh, cardiovascular issue that ended up dropping him in the draft. And then the problem was his junior year, he just didn't play up to his potential at all times. There were times when he was dominant and then there were too many plays where he, he just didn't look right. So if this coaching staff, and I think they have a really good offensive staff in general, but especially on the offensive line, if they're able to get his best out of him, him starting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It might be a good thing that he's getting reps now but, because he might be their best option at guard. But well, hell, the, the tackle the most, situation is interesting to me. Hell, as you said he's the most talented offensive lineman maybe on the team. It may not be a bad thing. Um, the 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 one thing now I'm thinking about to to what you said because I know I took I pulled my my pants down and just took a dump all over your Clark Hunt thought. The, the, the thought that could be with Clark is that I do think he would have conversations with Andy and Brett about is, hey, uh, y'all see what's happening over there in Green Bay? Y'all see what's happening over there in Houston? Don't y'all piss him off. Don't y'all piss 15 off. We not we we will not have those situations, and there could so so I know I I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull my pants back up and not take that dump on the Clark Hunt thing is because I could see Clark saying hey we are not going to have him because because Pat for the first time really in that Super Bowl he looked really frustrated and he looked really frustrated with what was happening around him. And you don't want to tick him off. So I could see maybe Clark coming through and saying, we're not going to look like what's happening in, in in Houston with Deshaun Watson. And he's saying he wants out or what's happening in Green Bay and, and, and seeing with Aaron Rodgers, who don't want nothing to do with you anymore. So uh, that could be something that Clark Hunt jumps into, not having a situation like those two teams. A hundred percent. And let's be very clear here. We're not predicting that that's going to happen in Kansas city. Um, I, I don't even think that that is a risk right now. No. However, three years ago, I wouldn't have projected that it was going to be a risk in Houston with Deshaun. I thought I he and Houston were going to be a match made in heaven. And that was going to be the team that the chiefs were going to have to go through. Like I thought it was going to be Deshaun and Houston versus Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes. And obviously there's been a million different things that have taken place in Houston since then that have, made that not come to fruition, but that things change quickly in the NFL. And the same thing is true of Seattle. If you ask me, Hey, who are the five quarterbacks that are the happiest with their situation? I would have said, Oh, Russell Wilson, two years ago, he's at right up at or near the top of that list. Every interview he's ever done, he finishes with go Hawks. Like he's a franchise guy through and through. And then suddenly this stuff clicks, man. And the guys decide, you know what? I'm not happy here anymore. And things go south and there's uh, dozens of reasons as to why that takes place. But what the Chiefs needed to do this offseason was make sure this wasn't one of them. Maybe there's something that comes up two, three, four, ten years down the road with Patrick Mahomes that divides him from the franchise. I hope that's not the case. I certainly wouldn't project it to be the case. But maybe something does happen. Well, this can't of, be the thing. This no, can't be it. No, and, and it won't be. But speaking of that, um, there could be there could be some movement with that. So that was a pretty poorly executed, what we like to call in the industry, a toss. In this instance, there was a gap in the audio and in the conversation where Ron wanted me to play an audio cut 
It just so happened that I had already played the audio cut at the very beginning of the show. So there was really no reason for me to play it again this second time. It was also not a great toss. I mean, if you just heard that, that was Kareem Jackson as he slides in and says, hey, Deshaun says he wants to be here. He says, get me to Denver. Get me to Denver. I want to be in Denver. I want to be a Denver Bronco. Listen, I'm looking at that, and I hear that, and all I can say to myself is, Serta, BK, please let it happen. Oh, God, the football God, to hell with them. My real God, please let this happen. I want Deshaun Watson to go to the Denver Broncos, so help me. Listen, if I don't get to cover him anymore in Houston, that's fine. If he could go to the Denver Broncos, oh, that would be so great. You know, listen, Pat's going to be appointment television and get a lot of big games anyway. But to think of who's going to be the next Brady and, and Manning, these two guys, marquee matchups twice a year, home and home, Every year, two talented teams. Because don't don't misunderstand this. That if Deshaun Watson gets to Denver, and I don't know what they have to give up. I know Houston, for a fact, wants more picks than they do young players. Even if you take Jerry Judy away or Bradley Chubb away, you still got Noah Fant. You still got that offensive line they've put together. Cortland Sutton coming off an ACL, but he was really good. Hamlin. I mean, they've got they've got players over there. They've got Justin Simmons, one of the I mean, they when you put yes. a quarterback yes. with them. Yes, they when do. You put, when you put Deshaun with them, hell yes, they do. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. It's a fantasy dream. Are you kidding me? Okay, it's, I'm not going to go that far to fantasy. Javante Williams? I'm just saying it's – That it's, offense it's, is stacked. You can't look at them with at least some at high school's own. Like you got you to take, take Drew Locke out of it. But, but you look at him with Deshaun, which I watched Deshaun take some white guy named Chad Hansen and raise him from the dead. Uh, I didn't even know Chad had to do it. I embraced Chad as, as my buddy, but raise him from the dead and make him a, a threat. And, and guys like Kiki QT, you never heard of him, but that guy had like almost 200 yards. Against I started him. it every week in fantasy. It was great. But, but I love so, Kiki. so what he could do, I'm just, I'm just that marquee, those two in the division, knowing you're getting them twice. And can I say this, BK? When is the last time Chiefs fans can honestly say we look in the division and boy, we we know we we realistically can't wait to get ourselves ready to play that team. Peyton, when Peyton was in Denver, that's yeah, it. yeah, I mean, nobody's getting up Peyton's career. Yeah, nobody's getting up for Phil late anymore. Like I I know I know fans will be like, no man, let's have the easiest. But no, you you get going when. You know, John Elway was good, and you get like, all right, man, they got the Broncos. We get to play them when Peyton Manning was there. They got the Broncos. Let's go. Let's go. Like, you, you want that. And let Deshaun slip himself into Denver in that in that division. I'm not sure that uh, that, that Justin Herbert's going to be that guy in, in, in L.A. But Deshaun gets there, there will be two games every year you are thoroughly looking forward to and ready to rock and roll with. I, I want it to happen bad. 
I'd like to see it happen. I'm less bullish on the Broncos, apparently, than you guys are. I think they're a solid team. I I think there's other teams that would be a better match for Deshaun or for Aaron Rodgers, frankly, for that matter. Like, if I'm one of those guys, I'd much rather go to the Miami Dolphins than the Denver Broncos. I think that's a much better situation than what you have in Denver. I think you got a better coach. I think the weapons are comparable at best, maybe better. Um, and I think your defense is a little – Probably pretty similar, honestly, in, in Miami to what it is in, in Denver. I think that's a better situation for either of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, maybe Washington. I mean, the defense is the defense is comparable, if not better. But the Washington weapons aren't there yet. But I don't I mean, know. Any Curtis of those... Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. I, I think that's pretty good, man. I, I really do think that they. I think they bring something similar to the table as what the Broncos do. And I think the reason we don't look at their weapons the same way is because we haven't seen them with a quality quarterback. Uh, I'm with BK on Washington. I think Washington's way underrated as an offensive unit this year. And I, I, I think that Denver and Miami and Washington, I think all of those teams have comparable defenses. Like they all have guys that, that they're all deep and they've all got a deep secondary and they have a pass rush and all, all of those things. I think Denver's offensive weapons are superior, at least to Miami. If if we're comparing those three teams right now, like I don't have, I have much more faith in Jerry Judy's development and Cortland Sutton coming back and being healthy and Noah Fant's talent than I do Devontae Parker or Will Fuller staying healthy for an entire season. Well, uh, well, Will if he can stay up the roids, but Will Fuller, and then they also got Jalen Waddle too. Yeah, they just drafted him. Yeah, I know you just forgot about him, but no, I, I. But but here's the thing: Washington and uh, and and Miami ain't in the division. Okay, Denver sure. is in the division. Yeah, and so for, as a Chiefs fan, it's much more fun. Selfishly, yes, like that. Like I, I know some Chiefs fans will be listening to this right now, saying, "Oh, so shut up!" No, we want. No, you want look forward to games. There are some look forward to games, and that's the, and those two are. I mean, it's been a long time that there's been anyone else in the division where you're like, look forward to maybe Mahomes' rookie year when the chargers look like they could be pretty good. And then he went in there and waxed that ass in week two. And that was that, but, or week one, excuse me. And that was that, but, but since then it's just really not been that. And you're just rolling through and, and doing that. And, and I'm telling you, if they're in the same division to me, they would be the next, Brady and Manning like that because that's happening twice a year you know one of those matchups are going to be on Sunday night football if not both of them they're going to be on Sunday night football they're going to be big play games and those two cats together like that like that that's going to be that that would be a lot of fun that would be be it'd be a lot of fun I will say this don't sleep on the Chargers this year I know it feels like we've been saying that every year for the last decade I, I think that's going to be a look forward to game this year. I, I think Chiefs Chargers is going to be a game that every Chiefs look fan forward to a hundred percent. Absolutely. That defense with Bosa coming back with Derwin James coming back with one of the five best young quarterback, five best quarterbacks, frankly, in the NFL coming back for them. Stop. I'm with BK. I'm with BK. You, you two are that offense, their offensive line is going to be good too. If you redrafted the NFL today. And we just did the, the Madden fantasy draft, right? Patrick Mahomes goes one. Every single person in the world would take Patrick Mahomes one. Justin Herbert goes two. I mean, Deshaun goes two. 
Not with everything surrounding him. Right <laughs> yeah, now. not not with what he's got going on. If we're no. not okay, if we take the twenty three, the twenty two and a half lawsuits away, but I mean, I, you got him as a top five quarterback. Hold on, I didn't even know we were we were. Oh, I t- I'm, I'm totally top with him. I'm totally five? with PK right now. There is nothing that I didn't see from him last year. Like I, I remember when Mahomes like Hold came on. in and he showed us early on in his career. Like the first six games, people are like, "Oh, we gotta wait to see." No, 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 no. When you oh, see it, you know. I've, I feel like Herbert, I'm with one of the worst quarter, with one of the worst yeah. coaches in the NFL last year, had 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. He's got to <laughs> give it to me one no. more than one he, year to look at. He even like balled after he got a haircut. Hold on, yeah, now that haircut, he needs to stop. Like he's got to know there was no reason for him to get that haircut. That was he's growing it back out. Oh, hold on, easy. You, I, I just want to make sure I'm getting this from the both of you because I have, I am, uh, I am at a whirlwind right now. Are you saying not longevity, not like right now because of age? You're saying next year he is in a top, he is in the top five in terms of quarterbacks for you. One year, I'm not talking. I'm talking about next year. If you had to rank the five rank quarterbacks, Justin Herbert is in your top five over Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, Mahomes, well, Brady. Watson ain't playing this year, but the rest, yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, all right even Watson's not playing this year. Let, all right, if you want to even take him out, I'd, uh, I'd go Mahomes, Russ, Rodgers. Brady, and then I'd probably go with uh, I'd probably go with my boy from LA. Yeah, I'm, I I agree. Like if if we're going maybe long, it's five to seven, maybe, maybe well, it's seventh. But. Yeah, but like I I think of everything in fantasy terms. So like if we're going dynasty fantasy football oh, leagues, but if we're going long term, it's number one, it's Mahomes. Number two, it's Justin Herbert. That for for me personally, it's Deshaun would be number two if I had any idea what was going on with him or when he was going to play again. Agreed. I'm in the same line as Serta here. I I think that Watson for me was always that number two guy behind Patrick Mahomes. And with everything circling him off of the field right now, I just don't know what to make of that. So I'm going to push him off to the side in this conversation. And so Justin Herbert for me ends up kind of coming up to be that number two guy. Like, Maybe I, that's too early, but I'd rather be too early than too late on Herbert. Like I, I'm is, convinced he's going to be great. Like I like maybe he will be. Like I can't put him over Kyler right now for me. Personally. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's not. Yeah, crazy. that's absurd. I, no, it's not absurd. Like for me, just, Justin Herbert has done this one year to the tune of five wins. Has I'm Kyler sorry, done man. it for a full year yet? Like consistently? He's done it. He's, I mean, he's two years into it. I'm just. I, I know, but has he done it well? For a year, he's combined between the two seasons. Like I have more, I feel like more confidence right now, and maybe Herbert passes him up. Like I feel like I have more confidence right now that Kyler, especially yes, that that, that Kyler in that system, I would put him over Herbert. And listen, I know this guy gets disrespected. Like first off, I think this is disrespectful to Josh Allen for starters. I think Josh Allen is ahead of him right right now. Just I mean, you got. I I think Justin Herbert is Josh Allen with good decision making. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see. Dustin Herbert's already a better passer than Kyler. I don't agree with that. I, don't, I, <laughs> I mean, I, he had better I, stats in right, last I don't year. agree. I don't agree with the total package of Kyler. Like right now, I don't think the total package of Kyler. I think Kyler is ahead of him, maybe by the end of the season. But, I mean, I, like, I'm sorry. You got to give me more, more than one year. 
And I did this. Did did you do that with Mahomes? I did. Then I I did that with Mahomes. And I said, yeah, I did that with Mahomes. I said, man, he's he's got a a specialness in him. But I was. Yeah, that's what I did. I said, after one year, I can't say he's on the level of Rodgers and and Brady yet. Because See, and I crowned him. I said he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, like, I he's remember the best. Vern would say that. Yeah, I think he's the best. I just like some of that's got to come with winning, right? And 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 a bit of it. And he had enough weapons to not be just sitting there with five wins. Now I know Anthony Lynn was an idiot, um, and as a coach, not as a, a all around human, but I know he was an idiot as as a coach. But and a lot of injuries too. A lot of. Welcome to the Chargers. Yeah, whatever. I just, woo, wow. To your main point here, I I know we got derailed a little bit talking about Justin Herbert, but regardless of where you fall on Herbert, whether you think he's the fifth best quarterback in the league or the 12th best quarterback in the league, he's definitely up there. And if you added into this mix, into the division, whether it be Watson or Aaron Rodgers, this is something that we never saw. And frankly, I'm disappointed that we never saw it. We never saw it from Tom Brady until last year where you had somebody within the division that was a special quarterback in their own right. That's what we could get with Patrick Mahomes. I don't like forget chiefs wise, Ron. I don't remember the last time you saw two all time, great quarterbacks, which is the potential that you could have here in the same division going head to head twice a year. Well, especially at a, at a a certain age, right? Apparently to you all, you got three of them all timers as you guys have Justin Herbert as a as an all-time or top five, Lamar Jackson rolling around in his – Tom Brady's already at risk with Mahomes, and he could be third after Herbert. <laughs> oh, my God. Get the hell out of here. I'm sorry, man. Justin Herbert, five damn wins. You got to give me more than that now. Sir, a better or worse career for uh, Herbert than Big Ben? Better. Worse? Better. Like, Hands down. Be- and what in terms? Of I mean, maybe may, maybe he doesn't get the rings, but he's going to have a better statistical career just because they add an extra game. Also, he's a much better passer than Ben's ever been, and he's got Ben's size. That's not a. That's the comp. You, he's not a better passer than Ben's ever been. You he set the rookie touchdown record. He okay, threw for over forty three hundred yards. Baker. He didn't even start. It took Tyrod getting stabbed in the lung. Good. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I can't let y'all just bring. You've got to give me more than than one year of Justin Herbert winning five games and losing eleven of them to talk about. He's just, he, Ben Roethlisberger, a surefire Hall of Famer, who has come on now. Ben threw for five thousand yards in this league before. Now he may have had twenty eight interceptions with it, but he's thrown for five thousand yards in this league. Get Herbert off might do that next this, year with this Justin Herbert bullshit. I am sorry. I am completely over that. You have got me cussing. My kids are. Chargers went seven and nine last year. Did they? God, I don't know. Where did I get that five and 11 from? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, AP presents Show and BK on the Chiefs. And I think it was in an earlier episode, BK, we had talked about the players who were missing in camp, who hadn't been there, who hadn't been participating in OTAs as they're moving to mandatory minicamp. And some of those were Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Frank Clark was one, Charverius Ward was one, and Charverius finally signed his tender this week. Uh, but Clyde is back. And now that we see the tender signed from Charverius, we probably should, should see him back if he's not already there. But what the hell is going on with Frank Clark? Frank Clark is still not in attendance at OTAs. And I I don't understand it. I am befuddled by it. I don't get this either. Um, one of the big storylines at practice this week is – that the Chiefs have a really high level of participation. And Andy Reid's really proud of that, right? He's really proud of the fact that they've got a lot of guys that are there because he views this as being super important. Yep. And so at practice earlier today, Thursday as we're recording this, on Thursday at practice, Andy was asked about it. And he was asked, you know, what, what do you attribute that to? Why do you have so many guys that are coming to camp? And he said it's because of the leadership. We've got really good leaders, and because of our leaders, a lot of the other guys are following. Well, I would have considered Frank Clark to be one of those leaders. I still consider, frankly, Frank Clark to be one of those leaders. I think he considers himself to be one of those leaders. He absolutely does. And when you're one of those leaders, one of the things that you were asked to do with this organization is to show up at voluntary, and I put that in quotes because it ain't a whole lot of voluntary going on with Andy Reid's OTAs, to show up to voluntary OTAs. And for him not to be there, when you've got Chris Jones transitioning to defensive end, where he should be learning from Frank Clark, that's really disappointing to me, man. And again, as I said last week, maybe there's a great reason as to why he's not there. Maybe we're going to hear about this next week when they got mandatory mini camps going on. He'll show up and he'll say, hey, I've been getting my work in. I I feel like I've got whatever. I don't know what the explanation or excuse is going to be. But it better be a good one because this is really disappointing for one of your leaders to not be there. I mean, what could the excuse be? I I just, everybody else is there. Andy is, God bless his heart, is on a cane. And he's walking in those Air Force Ones and on a cane, struggling. His dogs are barking, his ankles, I don't know if it's a meniscus Uh, The outside portion of the knee, I'm not sure. Calf strain, I don't know what it is. But Andy's out here on a a cane. Pat's coming back from surgery. Where the hell are you, Frank? Like, like this just makes no sense to me. You're, in in all intents and purposes, all sense of purposes, in a contract year where 
your ass can be gone if you don't produce. And it isn't just start with produce. Like right now, this could be a sign. Oh, this ain't the type of dude that we need to have here. This certainly ain't the type of dude that we need to be investing big money in if he's not going to take apart the leadership role of this. I mean, you talk about Chris Jones could be learning from him. I'd like to see Taco Charlton pick up things from him and learn from him. Other guys across the defensive line. Jaron Reed, his former teammate. Yes, get you've got to play get with some chemistry him. there. I, I don't understand it. I, it, it. It is... It, 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 and you're right. Maybe there is... Uh, maybe a family situation. I'm not sure. You never know what is going on. But, man, like, this just doesn't make sense for what he views himself as the team because I think – now, I don't view this, view him this way, but I think that nut thinks he is right there with Mahomes. He's right there with uh, Tyron Matthew. I think he thinks he's right there in terms of the voices of this team. Well, no, we know it. He's he's said it publicly that yes. he views himself as him and in Dyron as the Matthews on, or excuse me as the leaders on the defense side of the ball, with Mahomes being the leader on the offense side of the ball. Now, I think everybody else goes about business making Frank thinks think he believes he's up there because of things like this. If you were up there with them, you'd be there just like those guys are. Like you would be there. And that's why, like, I, like, I, it is just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, especially, you are literally, Ron, I, I would have a lot more, I would have a lot more understanding if Tyron Matthew was the guy that wasn't there, because Matthew has a contract situation. He's trying to get it. He's trying to get an extension. So if he wasn't there and it was a contract dispute and that's what was going on, I don't have to like it, but I get it. That makes sense to me. There's not even a contract explanation as to why this would be the case for Frank. He doesn't have a monetary excuse either. No, man. Frank's out here playing games for a team that's not playing games. This is a team that is hell-bent on trying to to, to to avenge whatever that was with the Buccaneers last year. Frank's got Frank's stomach problems, man. Frank doesn't have stomach problems. He does. Man. Every year he's got stomach I mean, problems. Like, seriously, where could he be? I'll get my. Was he got Crohn's disease? I'm not trying to fake make fun of people who have Crohn's disease. I see a commercial. (laughs) There's something Frank could take if that's it. I don't know how serious that is, or if it's cool for you to just throw that out there. I'm just when you say stomach problems, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and push myself away from what just. I just know. I just know Pete Davidson also has Crohn's disease. I don't know how serious it is. I see a commercial that that he could take that. I I don't know, but. (laughs) There's some product there for him, I'm sure. Uh, the, the, the who's the trainer again? What's it? Uh, Rick Burkholder. He could he can give him something, hook him up with that. I don't know where where is he? My, Michigan, uh, Florida. He hasn't I don't know tweeted where. since February 6th, and he hasn't posted on Instagram since the Super Bowl. So I don't know, I'm man. Saying, man, if you think you're the type of leader, if you think you're a voice and a big part of this team, the way that Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew are and your ass is in a year where you can be let go after this. And and once again, Andy's on a cane. He is out here on a cane with them Air Force Ones that are leaning on both sides and hurting, and he's going, and you can't be out there? It better be something real serious. Does Frank just want a new contract? Like, <laughs> is that like, what this like, is? <laughs> I'm serious, BK. I, I, I'd be all right if, if he, even if he didn't dress or play, but just was out there as a leader and out there as somebody is helping 
young kids. That would make honestly sense. for questions because yes. I, I brought up the the Chris Jones thing. I don't think this is a small thing. Chris Jones moving out to defensive end and having somebody like Frank Clark, who whatever your thoughts are on what the Frank Clark experience has been in Kansas City, from all reports, he's a guy that is a consummate professional that takes like big time notes and would certainly be a helpful voice to have in that room during this time for a guy like Chris Jones making a significant transition. So for him not to be there for that is super disappointing. Nate Taylor earlier today reported that he counted 80 players at Chiefs OTAs this week. Uh, he said no Frank Clark, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Armani Watts, and Kyle Long. So those other guys other than Kyle, Frank Clark, they've all been there previously. The other guys that he didn't see were Traverius Ward. I'm guessing that was contract related because yeah. he just signed his that makes uh, sense. His tender. LDT, I don't know what's going on there, but they expect him back for mandatory minicamps. Martinez Rankin, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I know he's been dealing with some injuries over the last couple of years. And then Demoni Harris. So uh, the guy that is that stands out by far above everybody else is Frank Clark. He's, yeah, he's the one. I don't know, Frank, man. I don't know. Maybe it's this, this is one we don't know all the details. But something don't smell right with that. And it just at least seems like a really poor uh, decision. All right. Uh, the Julio Jones thing is is done. We don't have to keep having BK have dreams of Julio Jones lining up as the ex receiver here in, in Kansas City. He is he is gone um, and he is with the Tennessee Titans. And the thing we talked about when, with the Julio thing is, where if he goes somewhere in the AFC, which it felt like that was where uh, Atlanta was trying to go, uh, what teams would concern you? We talked about Tennessee being one of them. Now that he is there, I'm good. That don't that that don't move very much to me. I I like I'm not afraid of the Tennessee Titans now. I think their offense is better, but it, it, this doesn't. Ryan Tannehill, even with those weapons still against Patrick Mahomes and his comparable weapons, if not more. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't see that. I think that it makes them the Titans clearly the favorite in the AFC South. I'm willing to go that far. I think it puts yes. them squarely in contention with the bills, um, the Browns Ravens and chargers for me. Yeah. I, uh, in that second tier in the AFC, yeah. I, I was going to let you, you know, respond to that Chargers uh, tidbit there. I, I'm ignoring it because uh, I don't believe in your heart. You believe that. I but think they're ahead. one of the, that, that next tier of like five teams in the AFC. That's where I've got the Titans now, but I do not put them in the same tier as the Chiefs still. I don't think they've, they've jumped that much for me. We'll see about the Titans because I got concerns that that you go get a Julio Jones to go along with it, with, with A.J. Brown that you all of a sudden feel like, hey, let's get the ball to those guys. But what that means is you're taking the ball out of the hands of the most important part of that team in the big fella, Derrick Henry. And that means you're putting the ball in the hands of, to me, the more shaky part of your team. And that is Ryan Tannehill, because it's got to get to Ryan Tannehill to get him to Julio and A.J. Brown first. and to me, Ryan Tannehill is at his best, and he loses his offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, which I think is a big deal. But Ryan Tannehill is still at his best, letting him throw it between 21 to 26 times, 20, 25 times, 
if you start feeling froggy because you got those two out there and he starts throwing the ball 30 times to 35 times and you're taking the ball away from Henry Moore, like I, that's, that's, that's the concern with it. Cause Cleveland, when they got their toy in Odell Beckham, they just forgot Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were back there and they paid for it. Then when Odell goes down, their overall team and their identity made sense. We'll see if this changes their identity, new offensive coordinator, uh, new parts, but still it's Ryan Tannehill against Patrick Mahomes. And that ain't happening, partner. I, I, I feel very confident with that. So he's going to replace the Corey Davis role in that offense. And last year, Corey Davis had 95 targets in, in the Tennessee Titans offense. It was about 65 catches, I think, something like that. Yeah. Julio Jones over the last six years or so went healthy. So eliminating last year because he, he only played nine games. He's typically around 150 in terms of his targets. So you're going to have to increase that by about 50% what you saw last year from Corey Davis. Now, maybe what you do is you just, you get rid of the targets that went to Adam Humphreys and you give those to Julio Jones and you add that to what Corey Davis had last year and boom, you're good to go. But there is some risk there, Ron, because you're going to see A.J. Brown. He's going to want to get his. He got 100 targets last year. I would imagine if you had an honest moment with A.J. Brown, he wanted to be closer to that 150 target threshold. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot next year. Last year, you only had 450 attempts from Ryan Tannehill. I could see you going up 500-plus with Ryan Tannehill next year, especially with the added game. That'll be interesting to see how How, that goes with Derrick Henry and how they were able to maintain what is clearly their identity as being a smash mouth power football team, while also including an alpha wide receiver on the outside to go with the alpha that they already had on the outside and AJ Brown. It's, it's trickier than some would like to believe that being said, give me the alpha on the outside. And I think I'll make it work. I do think this makes them better. I think yeah, the Titans are better today than they were when we talked this time last week. But I still don't think they're on par with the Chiefs. And it has nothing to do with the offense for me, Ron. It has everything to do with that defense. That defense is a nightmare. And everywhere Mike Vrabel's been, I know a lot of people love him as a head coach, and I get it. I think he's a pretty good culture guy. He's a terrible defensive coordinator. Terrible. Yeah. Everywhere he's been, his defense has been worse because he is there. And that has continued to follow him with Tennessee. That's the reason I don't believe him. He said, because he is there. Damn, Mike Vrabel, man. Keep they got penis. better when Romeo took over in Houston. Yeah, well, good Lord. Don't even get me started on Romeo Cornell, the old, the old rack. Play play good football rack. Uh, oh, eliminate Romeo bad Cornell. football. Yeah, elim- yeah eliminate it, yeah. Uh, something that I need to eliminate. I got I to gotta come clean on this, fellas. Um, I think I accidentally got my four-year-old and one-year-old drunk. It was a complete accident. And, and, and really, it's not my fault. Um, I, I want to continue to say that we I took him. I took him to get some ice cream. Went to one of these ice cream spots about two weeks ago. And I got this, uh, this pistachio, man. I love a good, good pistachio, the green ice cream. Nailed it about two weeks ago. Then, then last week, the whole fam went. Wifey was up there looking at the uh, the ice cream selection. She goes, "Oh man, we should do this for my birthday. They've got they've got alcohol infused um, ice creams. All the ones with the pink tags are alcohol infused." And I looked over there and I said, 
Is that, is that pistachio in the pink? She said, yeah, it's infused in it's in with, with Captain Morgan's rum. The previous week, my one-year-old finished. I mean, finished the back end. I mean, he had at least four spoonfuls. Of like, when he ran in that fireplace, I was like, what was, what's going on? And my daughter, she had like two big spoonfuls of it. Listen, I still maintain this is not my fault. They've got to have better signage about what's alcohol. Nobody said anything to me like, hey, sir, you know that's alcohol involved in it. Now, there's a board on the back of the of the restaurant that has it. But, hell, I'm just up here. I came in here in my mind to get butter pecan. But then I looked over there and I said, oh, well, they got that pistachio. And I said, let me get that pistachio. And it's just got, it's just got like a pink button, like a pink tag on it. I didn't know what. I knew the, the yellow was vegan. But apparently the pink is Captain Morgan's rum. <laughs> there was there wasn't somebody that was like, oh no, there's alcohol in that ice cream. No, he just said, oh, the pistachio, <laughs> it's really good, and I and it gives me two scoops. And meanwhile, my son and I was wondering, man, he kept coming at it. Dude, give me more, give me more. He's tracking me down. Give me more, Dad. Give me. And I, I, I mean, he had four healthy spoonfuls, and those things like. They'll get you too. That's the other thing. They they don't tell you. They're pretty loaded. They they don't mess around with those scoops. Yeah, that alcohol team doesn't mess around. I've had those like that is that is not on me, sir. And BK, that's uh, there's got to be more clear signage. There has to be at the register. Hey, so you know this has alcohol in it, right? I feel like that has to be at the register. I've had those like alcohol milkshakes before and like you you drink a couple of those and those are pretty loaded with booze but i've never had like just ice cream like you're just scooping ice cream out of a cup and and getting oh, they, drunk they got a good spot out here yeah they've got a good spot out here in st louis called uh uh clementines and they've got naughty and nice ice cream so that's how they differentiate them ron See, the I naughty could... is the the <laughs> alcohol infused and the nice is for the kids i could do that though they just had they had like a pink sticker <laughs> that said It's just roulette. Your kids might get drunk. Let's see what it happens. Said, it said pistachio. The next one was pink and it said orange survey. Like it was just <laughs> they just they were just pink stickers. And Courtney goes, my wife, oh well look, it says it right here, clear as day on the back. I mean, they gotta be come on, man. You gotta be I'm out here, my son's one years old, he's out here tanked. I mean, I, I mean, he's three seats to the wind. Like they ran into the fireplace, World, Vegas. I mean, it's just. <laughs> then one of them fell into the fireplace. Is that what she said? He he ran fast and, and ran into the fireplace. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think anything of it, but now I think he was hammered. So I mean, I never wanted to do that. But um. <laughs> so the thing is, like, Ron, I'm be honest. I'm judging you right now. But I feel, I, feel, I feel really bad in doing so because I don't think you do. I know I do because I know this parenting thing is really hard. It's really hard because I don't have kids. So I, I can't speak to it. Maybe I would have made the same mistake. I don't know. But I want to believe that I wouldn't have made the same mistake of giving my kids alcohol and ice cream. How long? Wait, would, so so it took you, you like a week until afterwards to realize your kid got drunk at the ice cream place? It was a week and a half. Yeah, it was two weeks actually. I mean, so you think you would? You're like, you oh, that kid was shit faced. You think you read? You think you'd have read that 
that whole back wall board. Like, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I I would like to believe that I would have, but then I I put myself into the situation, and like, I know I probably would have been ob- oblivious. So, so I I had my two oldest, and right, I had the seven year old and the four year old with me, and they've been there before. They've got orders, right? She gets the strawberry with sprinkles. He gets the coconut cinnamon with sprinkles. Let's rock and roll. And I knew it, and I knew I was walking in to get butter pecan. But then I saw pistachio, and I said, "Oh, that's new." Let's take a twist here. So I didn't look at it. Didn't realize it was going to be a twist with whiskey. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a twist. And I was going to give my one-year-old absolutely three sheets to the wind. But then I look at this and I'm like, hold on, what? And and the, the, the thing that I am happy about is I told I told my wife immediately. Because that was one that I thought to myself, I better, I better hold this one in right here. Cause, and, oh, well, really, my oldest son snitched on me. He said... <laughs> He gave Lauren some. I made him do yard work all week, but anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I still contend that is not my fault. They've got to have better signage and better uh, communication on what the hell this is. All right, hey, I hang on, I need a better phone. explanation of how he snitched on on, on you. So we're how sitting did... at the table. <laughs> we're sitting at so, the table. So 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 your entire family's coming to the realization. That you got the children drunk two and a half weeks ago at the ice cream parlor, and your oldest son just said, "Yeah, he gave everybody. He gave he gave all the kids, all the kids, well, the I ice cream and got them drunk." We're sitting at the table, and I'm like, uh, "That's why you didn't give him one." So he was like, "I'm stilling you out now." We're sitting at the table, and when she said the pink is alcohol infused, <laughs> and this is my face, my face is. Just <laughs> It was written right there. And I said, oh, God. I said, I think I gave Nicholas some of that. <laughs> and, then, and then Trey goes, little show goes, and he gave Lauren some, too. <laughs> Snitched. Then I, I mean, I was done. Not, not uh, he was ready to rat you out. Yeah, I was, I was done. Well, that's uh, that's Arrowhead Pride presents BK showing BK on the Chiefs and getting my kids drunk, apparently. Um, but that's not the only podcast you can hear on Arrowhead Pride. Uh, BK, there are there are more things that you can hear right here every um, every morning here on Arrowhead Pride. Yeah, I've been loving the Out of Structure podcast in particular, and don't forget to check out the new Arrowhead Drive podcast. Every day, Pete Sweeney kicking off your morning the right way. Gives you everything you need to know in a bite-sized podcast, so on your way to work, you can get all your Chiefs info right there for you. Check it out. It's the Arrowhead Drive podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Give us a rating. Review us. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please review us. That helps us out a ton. Um, And again, check out that Arrowhead Drive podcast. It'll be with Pete Sweeney each and every morning for you. That's right, man. And if you don't rate us with a five or the highest possible, just unfollow me. That's how I feel. Just unfollow me. It's apparently that you you don't respect me. And that hurts me. So I would rather you just unfollow me. Actually, I'm kidding. I need all the followers I can get. Tell a friend and please help me out. BK, always fun. Serta, in your chin. It's always fun to be with you as well. Um, (laughs) This is Arrowhead Pride presents Show and BK on the Chiefs. And baby, we are out of here.